ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Video Game Lounge podcast, the podcast not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. I'm your host this episode, John, and I'm joined by our good friend Aaron from the Superpod Saga. He's joining us in the lounge for this episode. Aaron, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. It's it's actually not sweltering and inhuman over here. It's great. Yeah, I know. So you're. We were talking before recording. You're located in the Midwest. So yeah, what is weather there right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost fall weather, but it's still kind of we'll, we'll, we'll tinge hot. Yeah, tinge <laughs> hot. Yeah, it's it's still like that here in Maryland. I'm I'm located in Annapolis, as oh. my listeners know. So, uh, yeah, we had like about. 30 hours worth of fall earlier this week <laughs> where it was like it had been steady at like 85 degrees and then it was just like in the course of 30 Jeez. hours went from 85 down to about 47 and then oh kicked back up to 85 again and that's that's kind of just what happens here in maryland that's <laughs> from all those lobsters dude yeah man i can't <laughs> explain it man i can't explain it so anyway man i'm happy that you're here i'm we have a really great topic that i just i could not be more excited to talk about but ladies and gentlemen you're gonna have to hold off on that because we have some stuff to get to first we're gonna be talking though about final fantasy 10 yeah. so just buckle up and hold on tight because it's going to be a fun fun ride so aaron if you're ready to get this show started proper i have a couple questions i'm going to ask you okay yeah let's go all right hell yeah first one is what you're drinking it's called pseudo sue pale ale wait it's mirrored there isn't it Oh, yeah. There you go. Pseudo Sue. Oh, is that a T-Rex on there? Hell yeah. Look at that. Wait, Dude, that's there's... awesome. Yeah, that's it's from, super uh, dope. From Decora, Iowa. Nice. That looks good. So what's the, what's the flavors on that? It's almost like grapefruity. Like it's, um, it's, it's a pale ale, so it's got like, like a little bit of a hoppy flavor, but not too bad. But yeah, it's, it's real, real grapefruity. Nice. What's the, what's the like ABV on that? Um, that's a good question. I swear to God, I saw it earlier. One moment, please. Oh, uh, oh crap. Wait, they really they're not making this easy to find. Um, damn you, Decora. All good. We'll just say it's a six percent. looks like a six. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make it up as we go. No worries. man. <laughs> um, as for me, I'm just kind of going to an old classic here, just an old fashioned. So, um. Ooh. It's it's one kind of just one of my go to drinks. We'll see we'll see how much of this kicks in by the end of this episode. So <laughs> the old sugar cube and orange peel and stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah, man. So yeah. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of the mixed drinks. Um, nice. I haven't had a I haven't had a brew like an actual beer in in, a, in about a week or so. I've just been kind of doing some mixed stuff. But um, yeah, man, old fashioned for me. So can't go wrong there. So. All right, man. Ne- oh, yeah. Next question I got for you is what you playing? You just got pulled, 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 pulled. You just got Shovel Knight Dig. Oh, my God. Like, Shovel Knight Dig just came out Friday. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so, then- so you're liking it. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I've been a huge Shovel Knight fan. Like, I played the original game and all the expansions. They yeah, had the, the, the Pocket Dungeon, like, puzzle game. I played the piss out of that. And then, yeah, Dungeon <laughs> is just super duper. I love Shovel Knight, but 
dig is just like it's um it's kind of like steam world dig except you're always going down and oh it's it's good nice <laughs> man that's nice uh anything else you've been playing over like the last week or two i'm really really trying to buckle down and i've been putting off yakuza 7 for like the past few months i've had a little bit of yeah. fatigue but i'm gonna i'm gonna beat it now in between uh runs of shovel knight dig but i'm gonna beat it for sure nice man that's good <laughs> yeah it dude it looks so good and i've not played a yakuza game in ages man like it, it's been a minute but seven looked absolutely amazing i that's that might have to be somewhere somewhere in the top 15 of my backlog. I got so many damn games. Uh, y- you know how it is, man. Oh, yeah. Married, <laughs> kids, like, it's it's the whole thing. So, um, and anything else you've been playing, man? Um, let me grab... Well, I mean, I, I, I also... As far as, like, um, games on my phone go, I play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Just oh, way, nice, cool. Yeah, way, yeah. Way too much of that. And um, that's that's basically about it. So so it, it's okay. Is, is it a toilet time game for you, or is it graduated past toilet time for you? A little bit of both. It's, <laughs> nice, it's toilet yeah. time. It's like it's maybe like when we're watching a, a movie, I'll play a match real quick, or or just nice. when we're on the road or something. Nice. That's that's how I was. So I never got into Yu Gi Oh, but that's how I was with Magic: The Gathering Arena. I was playing that a lot last year uh, before my daughter was born. Man, I spent so much time in that game. Um, I, I so I'm a fan of Magic: The Gathering. I've not picked oh, yeah. that game up in a in a hot second, but um, I was enjoying my time with that. So um, as for me, man, I've been piling in as much time as I can in Horizon Forbidden West. I am like Ooh. fully like dude i'm fully immersed in in this game and i'm i'm trying my best to stick with it and not be distracted and just try yeah. to finish the game because it is it is massive it is so massive but um man everywhere that i've gone to all the all the cool city like actual like us cities and stuff like las vegas and and some of these other ones man it is the game just looks gorgeous it feels amazing to play all the different uh, robot dinosaurs that they put in this. Like, I just took down a, like a freaking polar bear dinosaur, robot dinosaur thing. Like, it was incredible. It was so much fun. Hell like, yeah! <laughs> the they have ones that look like actual dinosaurs. Like, they have one that looks like a triceratops. And so, dude, it's man, that is that's badass. It, it dude, it is badass. It really is like an uh, an iterative uh, like sequel. Like, it 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 feels good. Um, it's just so much fun to play. I was a huge fan of the first game as like my listeners are probably tired of me talking about this damn game, but it is so good. I'm so in. I'm so in. Uh, it, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, That's good. Other than that, I haven't played much. I think it's I've, I've really been trying to just stick with Horizon Forbidden West at this point. I haven't even touched it in my Game Pass games. Like, there's just too many games, man. But they that's, really that's what's cool about being a gamer is you can kind of just, you know, pick and choose what you play when you play it. So, um, yeah, man, that'll, that'll do it for me. Um, <laughs> so I think that's going to end our intro portion here, man. I am excited to get into our topic. Are you ready to do this? Um, I'm, I was born ready. Final Fantasy is yeah. my, my favorite series ever, for sure. All right, let's go. Cool. But first, we're going to cue some boss music.
right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We're at topic time and we are talking all things Final Fantasy X. So, Aaron, here's where I'd like to start, man. Um, when did you first play this? And j- j- just just give us your like kind of overall history with Final Fantasy X. Uh, it's just, oh man, so uh, so growing up in rural Iowa, there were a lot of gas stations that you could rent like movies and video games and stuff from. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's this one rural town in Iowa called Akron, and I've um, one of my friends rented the game from there, and I saw him playing it, and I was like, I was like, this is a Final Fantasy because this this came out when I was in middle school, and I'd only played like Final Fantasy like seven and eight at the time. I was like, what, like there's voice acting in this shit, like yeah, what, you can switch party members at any time. And then eventually I went to the same gas station and rented it myself. And I, I told my mom, I was like, can we please rent this again for another three days? And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. That's so cool. Yeah, man. So uh, I've told this story on, on my show so far already. So like my first game in the series was nine. And I borrowed that from my brother and co-host, Andrew. And then I kind of, I went backwards, weirdly. I went from nine then I played eight. Then I played seven. Literally, the day after I bought seven, I went and bought ten for the PlayStation Two. Nice. Um, and man, you know, you can't get a bigger graphical disparity than the blocky square hands of Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven, <laughs> and then what? What? What was Final Fantasy Ten on the PlayStation Two? But, dude, like you, I was like, oh, dude, there's voice acting, like yeah, Tidus on the cover with his water sword. I was like, come on, man! I was like all in on this game, um, and I, so it was. It also has the distinction for me of being the first game I ever bought with my own money. Nice. Um, so it holds a special place in my heart just because of that. But man, I was in on this game from the beginning. It is my favorite in the series. Um, and you know, my listeners have already heard me say that about a million times, but uh, it, oh, it's fine. Nice. So we'll probably get to rankings a little bit later on, but I just kind of want to get a brief overview. So um, let's, let's talk about the game here, man. So what were some of your, your favorite things or things that you liked about the game? Let's let's start getting into this a little bit. All right. One of the coolest things that I feel like nobody talks about in that game was how you could learn the Albed language. Like you'll, you'll occasionally pick up little books here and there and you'll learn different, yeah. like, small letters of the Albed language. Because like at the beginning when you're rescued by um, Riku and, and her, her posse or whatever, they're just like, there's spouting off words here and there. And you're just like, I wonder what the hell they're saying. But yeah. Then, yeah, that, that was really, really cool. And then uh, I liked how the summons actually, um, rather than being, you know, like one and done, you summon them, they, they nuke the enemies and disappear. It was cool yeah. that they, like, they're actually kind of a party member a little bit, and you can do them attack, and then they have their own special command and stuff like that. And then yeah. the overdrives were also really, really badass. Like how each, each different yes, character... Um, was it each character learns more and more overdrives with some exceptions but they learn more and more depending on like what you do like uh what was it titus's are based on no what was it waka's or no yeah titus's you get more after doing the blitz ball or something i, I forget but well yeah so so waka's was based on how much you played blitz ball and okay. then titus's were based on how many times you successfully did the previous Uh, overdrive so like you could totally spam his overdrives on the (laughs) on the fight with sin on your way between the and killica (laughs) because 
uh, yeah, which is which is what I did. And I actually have a save still on my PS4 oh, of shit. that fight where because it's it's literally just infinite amounts of sin spawn that uh, account for like 22 experience a piece or something. But you can just sit there and keep hitting the three sin spawn because the game wants you to attack the sin fin or or whatever it's called. Yeah. But um, yeah, you could just keep spamming that fight and keep hitting all of the the overdrives for Titus at that point. So you can unlock Blitzball Ace before you actually hit Killika. It takes a minute, but you can you can get it. <laughs> Hell yeah! I didn't know. I didn't know you could just infinitely kill him. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I also meant to add earlier too that it's it's cool that your the first game you ever bought was Final Fantasy X, and that's your favorite. But like mine, the first game I ever bought with my own money was Final Fantasy Nine, and Nine is oh nice. Nine, mine's my favorite in the whole series. I talk about it also literally every fucking episode, I feel like. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right on. Dude, and that literally was the game that got me hooked into this this series and and really more or less the genre um, of, of like kind of JRPGs and RPGs. Like I adored Final Fantasy IX. Um, we did an episode a while back uh, on our favorite characters and Vivi makes yeah. my top makes my top 10 dude oh Vivi my god i love Vivi. was the man and and he the combination the of him him and steiner together with doing like the fire sword and ice yeah, sword dude. and all that shit man is so cool i love Vivi. um and if the rumors are true that they might actually do like a, a remake of this and they add really in cool. like voice acting oh man i sign me up that's a day one buy for me because that that yeah. game was amazing i love final fantasy 9 hopefully they don't use if, if they did ask, add voice acting hopefully they don't have the same voice actor that they did for vv and kingdom hearts 2 because that was just how yeah. the worst it was yeah i think it was it was like high pitched and like kid sounding which i guess his voice would be kind of kid sounding maybe but yeah i think <laughs> there's a way that. to do it though where it, it still sounds mature, but um, we're getting we're getting a little too in the weeds here. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, di- we'll dial it back to Final Fantasy X. So yeah, so yeah, dude, the summons are great. I think the overall design of this of some of the some of the aeons in this game, like dude, Bahamut in this game is yep. so freaking cool. I love Bahamut. Some of the other aeons you can get, like dude, Yojimbo, yeah, is Yojimbo awesome that's the first one i was gonna bring up too he's one of the, the weirdest ones but it's it's awesome just paying yeah. the money to the slaughter fools um <laughs> the magus sisters are pretty dope um anima was was really really cool also because like you see i think it was seymour summon him and then later on you're like like i, I can summon this motherfucker too and then eh. yeah yeah right like yeah anima's man and th- that brings me to one of the things that I like about this game. Seymour, although I think his voice is a little weird, Seymour's yep. a pretty damn good bad guy. I like Seymour. And the fact that you get a point in the game where you can actually even see his overdrive at the at Operation Meehan yep. um, is, is freaking cool. I love Seymour. I love the fact that Anima is actually the faith version of his mom. Like his mom... Oh. Yeah, did you know this? Like his mom that sounds died and became a faith in order for him to like complete his path to like being a like a powerful summoner. Um that sounds and familiar. use magic and stuff. Yeah. You you find that out through the course of the game. Um and we're si- we're still talking about likes here, and we have yet to bring up Blitzball. Were you a fan of Blitzball? I've tried. I've really, really <laughs> okay. tried, but I cannot okay. make any any. I can't make heads or tails of that shit. 
<laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So, I, dude, I was a fan of Blitzball. I thought it was really fun. Uh, when you get the the jack shot um, on, on the boat uh, between Besaid and Kilika, and it just... Or actually, I'm sorry, Kilika and Luca. Sorry, my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is so much fun because you can actually... With the, with the jack shot, you can beat that game. Uh, or you can you can beat the Luca goers in that match, and it's it's really fun. But I I absolutely loved Blitzball. I played a ton of it, um, and I, I ended up getting Waka's like ultimate weapon with that. It was really really fun. So, but for you, just not not something you really dug a whole lot of time into for Blitzball, or no, I I really tried to like I tried to look up guides and like how to better understand it, but I was just like no, I I kind of just want to go fight stuff and get these yeah. uh, these optional <laughs> aeons because <laughs> it just yeah. I could not make any sense of it yeah I um I, I I can totally understand that I can get on board with that um it's it wasn't for everybody but I I loved damn near everything about this game um do you have any uh, favorite characters or you can just totally say all of them it's totally fine <laughs> I mean I, I do love all of them but uh, but Lulu and Kimari are, are my two favorite for sure yes, especially he... yeah especially Lulu I was just gonna say especially Lulu yeah <laughs> dude I'm so glad you said Kamari I don't think he gets enough love because everyone's he like doesn't. oh he's just you could just make him to be any character I'm like yeah but he's he's this cool guy and every time he speaks it means something like he's a man of few words yeah, and dude. I like the fact that you can make him the diet version of anybody in your party but diet version <laughs> yeah, right like yeah. like I every time I play the game I, and I can't not do it because you get Riku at the beginning but then she doesn't come back until like more than two-thirds of the way through the game it feels but yeah i always save up my my three level one key spheres and i send kamari down riku's grid so that i can have a thief and and have him have him in the game like he becomes a really good thief you can also give him pearson weapons so he can do a lot of what Orin does like i love kamari kamari's awesome I also really love just the the whole Lancet slash Blue Mage thing. That, that that's some of yeah. my favorite shit ever in any game. Just uh, like I know in like Final Fantasy IX, you just have Quina eat shit and learn shit, but like Kamari just yeah. like, Lancet learn new move or learn new move for his overdrive or whatever. And that that shit is I, I love for that. I love that shit so much. Yeah, dude, and he gets like fifteen or eighteen like overdrives through that like he has so many abilities that he can learn through the lancet which is so much fun so i love komari um i i think titus and Orin are probably my favorite characters orange just oh, yeah. like he's just he's such a badass ass. yeah, yeah is, we said the same time <laughs> yeah dude and like it's it's his sword it's his demeanor he's kind of the, like the this little, the arm that he has always yeah. and like the little booze yeah, jump that he has dude <laughs> yeah, like he's he's like a samurai pretty much, but yes. like a bigger ass sword is is kind of like what Orin is. Um, yeah, man. So I can remember playing this. I wanted to ask you about this. Like first time you played this game, and you're seeing the the opening sequence of like the crunchy guitar and Titus in the Blitzball <laughs> Arena. Yeah, you song. know, yeah. Oh, well, what what are your thoughts as like a middle school aged Aaron going, man, this is cool. They're playing like water soccer. <laughs> yeah, and that song, I remember that's, I remember hearing the song for the first time and it almost sounded like they were like, like it was like, hey, hey, 
yay who farted and that's what yeah. i always thought it was saying hey who farted in the song but i remember like <laughs> like of course obviously none of it made sense at first and i was like what, what what the fuck is sin like yeah i didn't know what to make sense of it like until maybe what halfway through the game or so like what yeah yeah it was, it was an awesome opening though for sure yeah man i i love that opening uh, of of the game i and and this is probably like my main thing that I love about the game. Like I think the story overall is really good, but I love that the questions and and like what Tidus is going through are the exact same for you as the player. Those first those opening like 10 12 hours where Tidus is like, "Okay, what's a what's a pilgrimage? What's a summoner? What's an aeon? What's a yep. faith?" Like the only link that he has between his Xanarkin and the world of Spira is Blitzball. That's it. And then everything else is new to him. And throughout the course of the game, you get to learn what all of these things are and how they're defined. But you as Titus and then you as the guy on the stick, you have the same questions. You guys are having this yeah. like crazy ass mind meld of like oh yeah I, I don't know what a summoner is I don't know what this pilgrimage <laughs> thing is you know it's like that's one of the things I really enjoy about the story and I think it's beautifully written and perfectly executed you have any thoughts on that man I would say the same so too yeah especially the big twist later on with uh, with Titus not really being real just being a dream of the faith or whatever like I thought that was like you don't usually get that kind of stuff in a, in a Final Fantasy game but um, the whole uh, the uh, I can't put it into words like toward the end where well, I guess throughout the game everybody's talking about like like hey uh, you know you Yevin is so great and like hail Yevin Yevin's awesome you know all yeah, this shit yeah. then later on you, you find out it's like well let's let's kill Yevin like he's actually kind of a dickhead and then yeah. you basically <laughs> like you find come to find out that their god is actually evil as hell and you end up killing their god that was yeah, man. that was a real Shin Megami Tensei kind of moment but it was sure that was, that yeah. was a neat twist. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I, I so we've been lauding this game a lot already, and then the first like <laughs> few minutes of this. Is there anything in the game that you're like didn't land for you? Maybe outside of Blitzbar that you were like, ah, oh, man, I, I kind of wish that maybe they did this, or just like any general dislikes or anything like that. I, I I've thought about this all day, and I really can't think of one. Um. Not really, no. I, I can't really think of anything yeah. else I dislike. I guess maybe other than the combat is maybe a little bit sluggish and slow in the beginning until you start learning more attacks and stuff. But yeah, that's about it, honestly. I can understand people's complaints that they have with this game and that it's kind of like a hallway simulator and that, like, you know, you do that's unlock true. an airship, but you know you can't like really freely move around all that much and when you get the airship it's very very late in the game but it's like oh, yeah. your road map is kind of planned out you're going from this temple to this temple to this temple and so it's like okay i can understand especially like playing seven eight nine like i can understand what people are saying but i think the execution of what they did for this game just again this is just one asshole's opinion and <laughs> i i think <laughs> I think it's very, I think it's very well done. It, it hits for me. It works. Like I think if I had have had the option to kind of pick and choose what temples I went to, I probably would have had parts of the story like just not jive for me. Like going through it the way that 
you know, going from Besaid to Kilika to Luca down Mihen High Road to the Jove Temple. It's like or Jose Temple. It's like it, it just it feels like the natural progression because something happens at every moment, and there's always like little flashbacks with when Yuna's father and Titus's dad oh, yeah. and Orin like. There, there's like so many similarities between Yuna's dad's pilgrimage and then the one that she's currently going on. Like it's, I, I, I don't know. I love the way that the story is. I don't mind the hallwayness of it. Really, um, it makes it easier to find treasure chest. I'll say that much. <laughs> if, if you're, it really does. You're looking at a, you're looking at a straight line, and you see one little half path that goes to the left. You're like, oh shit, there's probably a treasure there. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's good. Collect- gonna- it's got a story purpose too because i mean you have to go on that pilgrimage in that order because that's that's how the summoners always did it you go from one one temple to the other eventually to um xanderkind or whatever and then then you finish your pilgrimage like it's it has to be that way you can't just go you can't mix and match really like yeah yeah and i i again i keep using the word i think that they executed it very well for me it just works for me it just works um i so we kind of briefly talked about it with the aeons and and the summons and stuff but i really love the battle system in this i love the fact that i can set whatever my my three characters are right and then just you know i can have everybody do an action sub them out and have everybody else come in and do another action and everybody can get equal xp that to me is genius and i don't know why we didn't get that more <laughs> in in future games right like i love yeah. that battle system to me and be and and to see the atb bar on the side and you can go okay enemy a then titus then enemy b then yuna or whoever you know like actually see how the turns are going to play out is like incredibly beneficial i can kind of sort of understand people's of people harping on that and going well it just makes combat easier but it's like well yeah but you also get to plan what you're doing when to heal when to cast haste or you know whatever like being able to have that knowledge to me i don't it doesn't make it necessarily easier just helps me plan my moves like does that make sense that makes sense for sure like other other final fantasies there's not really a whole lot of (laughs) a lot of planning other than other than spamming maybe spamming heal or spamming like in a whole enemy team wide spell like there, there's just other games that there's right, not a whole lot right. of plenty at all but with that yeah for sure yeah man did, did you like that. being able to sub out your characters and stuff hell yeah and i like that there was basically each member had a role in the team like you actually needed specific characters for specific things as opposed to other games where it's just like hey here's like eight characters choose three and then they just right. sit on the bench yeah. for like the rest of the game but yeah, like um, with how you know you need Waka to hit flying enemies, you need uh, you need Lulu for elemental defenses, you need Orin and Kamari for piercing and stuff like that. Like I thought that was neat that each character actually has their purpose instead of just sitting yeah, on the bench for the then, whole game. Exactly, man. I, I I like. I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe we can delve into this a little bit. I like having my characters with a defined role. Yep. Right, like yep, 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 yep. You know, time mage, white mage, black mage, whatever. You know, tank, DPS, and and this game, I think, does it really well. And eventually, once you get Riku, whenever you're going to home, or any time that there's mechs and she can steal and it disables them, that's genius, man. Yeah, 
I I like having defined roles. I guess is what I'm saying, though. Uh, how, what are your thoughts on that? What do you What do you think? I feel the exact same way too. That, that's why I really loved Final Fantasy IX, as opposed to like eight yeah. or seven, where characters were, like you said, they you could just make them, mold them into whatever the hell you wanted. But yeah, especially in in nine and ten, where they have like, like you know, Vivi's obviously your mage, the Dane your thief, stuff like that. They actually have a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I greatly yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I. It's just, I don't know, maybe people would would harp on that and go, oh, well, that's just like lazy play. And I don't know, like if if they're if they have an already set build, like I'm totally fine with just going, okay, you know, Titus is my speed guy. He can cast haste and like he's just my fast DPS, you know, and Yuna's obviously the white mage. Lulu's obviously the black mage. Like I'm totally fine just continuing in their sphere grid once they've finished all of their skills like hell yeah like it makes sense for Oren to eventually like hop into titus's sphere grid and start getting some speed and stuff so not only is he strong as hell but he's fast as hell too eventually like you can beef him up like it's it just makes sense i don't know um and speaking of the sphere grid man i have yet to play a game before or since that had anything like the sphere grid let's talk about this because the sphere grid for me is one of the like greatest inventions not only in final (laughs) fantasy but just like in gaming i thought it was ingenious and like 14 15 year old me was just blown away seeing what the sphere grid was and and just being able to map out i mean your your skills are already kind of mapped out for you, but you can still kind of mix and match oh, yeah. kind of yeah. how you want. What are your what are your thoughts on the sphere grid, man? I've I've told Tommy this so many goddamn times. Like uh, he, he tried to play Final <laughs> Fantasy Ten, but he's not an RPG guy. But I've told him before, like the sphere grid is like it's it's one of my favorite things from any Final Fantasy game ever. Like I, I think um, probably one of the best things about it is it really helps you map out your characters, kind of like you just said. Because uh, Titus's whole whole starting area is like, oh, you know, speed plus whatever, attack plus whatever, and then all of his moves are like buffs or you know stuff like that. But a sphere grid just rocks. It's so much better than having to be like, oh, might as well grind out you know five levels so that my my mage can finally learn Firaga and stuff like that. Like the sphere grid, it's just it's so much easier than having to grind for levels or having to wait until a certain level for a character to learn a new move and stuff like that. Um, and it's certainly a, a lot better than... I didn't really care for the materia system in 7, having to, like, a lot shit to to grids, having to, like, having to choose, like, damage spells over healing and like all this other yes. shit. It's... No, the sphere grid rocks. That was one... That was... I had that in all caps on my list of likes in Final Fantasy X. <laughs> the sphere grid just rocks. It's just so great. It is so great. And then when you start getting some of the more advanced spheres where it's like a friend sphere and the transfer sphere and, you know, like you can, the luck sphere and stuff like, and you can start putting them where you want to on your empty nodes and stuff. And you can learn skills that other characters have already unlocked and stuff like, dude, it is so genius. And they sort of kind of brought it back with 12 with the Mm -hmm. license board, but I just I didn't that like the good. way it was implemented in that game, and then they even again sort of kind of brought it back with thirteen with the Crystarium, but it was it was level capped. You could only go a certain 
to, to a certain point, and then you just had leftover, you know, CP, which they called Crystarium points in that game. So it's like, okay, you can unlock everything on your path up to a point. They kind of level cap you, and I didn't like that. Um, but they, they tried. It was kind of like the Sphere Grid. But I would love to see them bring something like that back because it was oh so yeah. freaking cool. Man. <laughs> um, just just curious, did you ever play with the Expert Sphere Grid versus the, the normal one? I think it was the Expert one, the one that was on like the HD remasters and stuff. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah I did. Yep. Yeah, because it's it's less overall nodes, but you can get um, your characters to the like all of their max stats quicker. Um, it's it's and it's really really fun. I I do enjoy the expert sphere grid, and they also start and I think they're all start closer together if I remember correctly. But yeah, it was it, it's a lot of fun. Um, do you have a favorite summons in the game? Oh my gosh! Or like a Two. favorite favorite Aeon. <laughs> uh, my two favorite for sure. I, I really love um, what the hell is the electric horse? Ix- Ixion, Ixion. Yeah, Ixion. I've always said Ixion. <laughs> Ixion, yeah. And then, uh, and obviously Bahamut. Like you'd be a fool to to not say Bahamut. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, and in this game, he just looks so badass. He really does. I know we said that already, but man, yeah, Bahamut's awesome. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I like that. Like with ifrit and ixion like they already come with a little bit of black magic like they can cast you know like ixion's uh, lightning base so he can cast lightning ifrit obviously is fire base and he can cast fire like i love that they already come with that magic and then when you get bahamut and he can cast all the level ones of all the different magic spells you're like (laughs) hell yeah but like the the level of customization that comes with that where you can customize your aeons and you can get them to learn all of the black magic spells or even white magic spells it's like man it is so freaking cool i love that man did you ever upgrade your aeons i did a little bit i um i i kind of so when i originally when i originally played final fantasy 10 like on the play on the ps2 way back when i remember being stuck on seymour flux so I, I, yeah. I cheated, don't tell my mom, I cheated using the game shark or whatever. And um, <laughs> so I never got really, I never really got to experience all that. But no, yeah, I did that on, on the Switch HD remaster. I did a good bunch of that, especially with, with Ixion. That's my boy right there. Yeah, man. Um, and the uh, um, the overdrives for the Aeons too are also super fucking sweet. Like instead of having, like I said, another Final Fantasies, then you just summon them and they do one attack and they're gone. Yeah. The, the Aeons have just like even their each one has like their own like uh attack command specific ones. Like I think mm-hmm. um Yeah. Uh I think it was like Ifritz was like Meteor Burst or whatever, but then his overdrive is just bombastic and fucking yeah, the hellfire and screen I think filling. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 just so awesome. The Aeons are so much better in, in ten than they were in like in any other game. Yeah, I do. I think Shiva's Overdrive might be my favorite. With the um, oh god, I should have looked this up. The the frozen like diamond dust or something like yeah, that. Diamond or... dust. There you go, my man, my man. Yeah, where <laughs> she like you know she blows all of the ice and then she yes! like snaps oh it. God. It it looks so badass. You're st- and then it explodes. Yeah. Oh my god. god. Yeah, I love so Shiva's cool. design in this game. It's so good. It's so good. I I like to ask this. Uh, to fellow fan- Final Fantasy players, because I'm always curious how they pronounce certain things. 
So I, I've played like eight Final Fantasy games. I have no idea how you pronounce haste guh. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said haste guh. <laughs> that's just, that's probably wrong. It's got to be wrong, but yeah. I have no idea because I've always said hastega. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Street Fighter move. That's yeah. awesome. Hastega! <laughs> or like the old 90s Sega commercials. I'm gonna start saying yeah. that now. That's so much better. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Like, dude, I have no idea. Anyway, that I've thoroughly sidetracked us, but um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the old-fashioned kicking in. Um, no worries. So, I know you said you weren't a Blitzball fan. Um, did you get any of the uh, ultimate weapons? Did you do any of the the side quest stuff for that? I know, I know, I got a couple. I forget who's though. Um, I tried to look it up. I remember. Oh, what the fuck? Wasn't I think Lulu's? I'm pretty sure. I, I know I've, I've at least gotten two. It was uh, Titus's and then someone else's. But yeah, I, I again I forget who the hell it was. It might be Riku's because hers you can unlock by typing in God Hand as the on the uh, on the airship thing. Uh, if you type in like God Hand as the coordinates, you get her ultimate weapon. Maybe, but then you can also get Waka's by doing, um, you know, Blitzball, like we said. Like I got most of them, but to power them up fully with the with the sigils and the crest is still Ooh, yeah. still some of the hardest stuff in the world. I don't <laughs> know if you ever tried it, but did you ever? beat the damn chocobo race where you had to get to 0.0 nope i remember that game has probably some of the hardest side missions or quests or whatever you want to call them because like isn't that you know to get like the magus or magus sisters isn't that where you have to power up your weapons all the way or you have to get like some some like moon and like sun and moon sigil and like sun sigil or something like that or um, for, for the Magus sisters, you have to beat uh, Belgamine in the um, rec, rec, what is it called? Requiem Temple or something. You have to defeat all of her aeons, which are like highly hmm. powered up at that point, and then you can get the Magus sisters. Um, damn, never mind. Then. Maybe I, maybe I'm thinking of just powering up the the last weapons. Then, yeah. So I think you're thinking of the ultimate weapons, but yeah. yeah. So. It's in like three phases. You can unlock the ultimate weapon and then you unlock its sigil and its crest and they both do different things. Oh, that sounds right. Cause like where the, there was, I remember, I think it was on like Besaid beach or something. There was like a Saturn crest or something to do with like a Saturn or no. Yeah. Or that sounds Mar- right. Mars crest or something. Yeah. yeah it was, it was one right. of the planets. Yep. <laughs> it was one of the planets. But yeah, so you got to take them to like, uh, what is it, Makalania Woods to the freaking mirror thing, and then you charge them up and power them up or whatever. But to get Titus's weapon, the Khaled Bog, like all the way up, you have to get the one uh, sigil, which you have to do that damn Chocobo race. And it's so hard. And listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, Kevin, <laughs> my uh, our co-host here, he, he did it on his third try. Oh like God. last year when he played through <laughs> all these games and I was so proud but also so damn pissed at him because I, I, I have spent hours bro like hours I'm talking especially the last time I played the game I sat for like three hours trying to do this damn thing what it is is you're on a chocobo which is basically just think of a large yellow chicken 
you don't really get to control it that much. It kind of has its mind of its own, a mind of its own. You can go left and right, sort of. <laughs> and you're trying, you're trying, <laughs> you're trying to collect balloons on this path oh. while dodging seagulls. Every time you collect a balloon, it takes off three seconds of your score. But every time you get hit by a seagull, it adds three seconds to your score. And it is so hard to do because you're trying to get to the end and have enough seagulls or I'm sorry, enough balloons so that when your time is added up, that it gets below 0.0. And that's how you unlock this damn sigil. And I have Mm. never been able to do it. The closest I've gotten is three seconds. And I was so freaking pissed, man. Wasn't um. Wasn't there another ultimate weapon that you get by completing that? There was that field that you walked through with the lightning strikes. And yeah, the Thunder Plains. Wasn't it you have, to, like, you have to get through it without ever getting hit by a single lightning strike ever or something? Or like, so or you dodge have to dodge. Everyone? Yeah, you have to dodge 200 straight lightning crashes. Uh, no and that's, that's how you get Lulu's. And my God, I tried that one because they're. they're Obviously, there's some videos and tutorials and stuff on YouTube for it. Ugh, and no. I, I feel like such a geek and nerd by just knowing all of this shit. But it, it is what it is. There's actually a spot in the Thunder Plains where you can kind of just like walk in this like little circle. And <laughs> it will activate like a thunderbolt or like a lightning bolt uh, when you get to the top of the circle. Then when you get to the bottom, like it'll, it'll crash or whatever. And you can just kind of repeat that loop. But... I tried it and I got to like maybe 50 or 60 and I was like, shit, what number am I on? I got to get to 200 because it doesn't, it doesn't count for you. It just doesn't. You're like, you have to make sure that you get 200, maybe do an extra 10 or 20 just in case. And then go talk to Rin at his travel agency. And they're like, oh yeah, you did 200. Here's the sigil. And you're like, oh damn. Okay. Never did it. Never could do it. It's it's some of the most tedious shit ever. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah, I, we kind of went through dislikes already, but yeah, some getting the ultimate weapons and some of that stuff in, in this game, I was hoping that the remaster for this that released back in, what was it, 2014 or 15? That, that sounds right. Improved upon some of the mini games, but man, they are hard. Um, but one area we haven't talked yet about, I don't know if you spent time in it in any of your playthroughs. Did you ever do anything with the monster arena? I feel like I did some of it. It was. I've done like the the bare minimum, and then completely for I, every single time, I'll do the bare <laughs> yeah. minimum, and then just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, all good, uh, dude. I'm right there with you. Some of this stuff was pretty cool, where you could capture the monsters and everything, and you can you know unlock all these super cool like um, you know bosses and things like that. And I did a good chunk of it on the PS2 version. I didn't do nearly as much when I re- when I've replayed it on the PS4 remaster, but. That's another area where you can spend just as much time in that area as it does to actually finish the game. Like, you could spend 50 (laughs) hours (laughs) in the monster arena just capturing monsters and playing some of the some of those things. Oh, Um, I'm sure. Hell yeah. So I want to talk about this, too, because you you brought up Seymour Flux a few minutes ago. One of the things, again, that I really like about this game and the battles is each and, and they do it in multiple spots but each especially each battle with seymour or with sin introduces a new like battle mechanic and so especially with like seymour flux introduces zombie and poison and you can be yep. petrified and things like that like you remember any of that oh yeah i, I uh, 
like I said, I got I got hopelessly stuck on Seymour Flux my first playthrough because the uh, yeah. because what was it? It was like if they have zombie and you try to heal them, it damages them. Yep. And I was like, well, how the fuck do I get rid of zombie? Because you know, I was just a dumb kid. I didn't think, oh, you know, Isuna the shit out of them or something. But yeah, that the shit was super. And and each time you fight Seymour or Sin or whatever, they become increasingly stronger, and it's. Seymour especially, yeah. Like I said, he's just a super duper badass. Yeah, and he just gets stronger and a different element in each fight. Like when he has the the one where you have to do the Morta body and you have to like damage the Morta body and then damage Seymour after that. But you have like talk commands and stuff for Titus and and Yuna <laughs> and stuff is pretty fun. Um, I like the fight on one of the, one of the fights on the airship that you do with the um, oh my gosh what is the name of this creature I think it's the it's not the Garuda but he's um, he's like the big dragon creature in Bevel and you're fighting him from the ship and you can oh, move your your you can move your ship like closer or farther oh. away and, and do different damage with it what is that the Every, every. There we go. Oh, I never, I never. I was thinking, I was thinking Tiamat for some reason. <laughs> no, every. That fight is insane, man. Because you can move your, your your airship closer, farther away, depending on like what he's doing. It is so much fun, and oh, I love. Yeah. I love that Orin has this line where you know you guys are approaching Bavel, and story wise, Yuna's not with you. She's been kidnapped, so you're going into the biggest, second biggest city in this game to rescue Yuna and Orn has this line where he's like the red carpet has teeth <laughs> and he's talking about this big ass dragon and I still don't know if that's that's cool like is that a badass line or is that cheesy I don't know <laughs> the, before you said what he was talking about it sounded incredibly cheesy <laughs> it could have been yeah. about literally anything <laughs> I was gonna add that yeah. to that too. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite things too that the game does is the uh, the interactables in in different boss fights and stuff. Because like, there's that one. It's it's like after it's like during or after a blitzball match, and you're on this dock, and then there's this crane that you can hit or move around or something like that, and it picks up the enemy and throws them or some shit like that. There's just so many boss fights like that where there's just something you can attack or interact with to do certain things during battle. Like I thought that was pretty cool because they don't do that. Yeah. Then many other Final Fantasies. Yeah, man, that's the one that you can just, like, have Lulu attack it with lightning, and then it, like, gives it enough juice and enough power to actually, like, work. Yeah, and that was that was uh, the fight against, was it the Blitzball or Raider, Blitzerator or something? It was, like, that's this a, big yeah. mecha machine that shoots Blitzballs at you, yep. <laughs> which are basically just, <laughs> basically just soccer balls, but it's, yeah, it's a fun fight. Yeah, I love how each fight is a different thing. Um, it's, it's, it's really, man, we keep talking about the battle system and stuff, but it really is so much fun. It is. I love like the, that it's, it's just, it's, um, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Or, I mean, it's, it's final fantasy. So the, the battle system is like turn-based. I actually, I find it fun. I like it, man. I yeah. honestly find the combat in this game to be very fun and very engaging it's it's not meant to be like tekken or something right yeah. like it's or street fight it's not meant to be like a fighting game or, or or you know like a modern game like today like horizon or god of war or something like it's 
it's it's it's the way that it is and it works for me i don't that's, know it's just, that's what i've always said about turn-based rpgs too like it adds there's some like it is it adds it adds this layer of strategy to the game that you can't get with other things because i mean I'm, I'm sure fighting games have a strategy to them and action rpgs i feel like you just like, like ease as an example you just hit a until they're dead but <laughs> return based rpgs like uh, a good example being like bravely default there's yeah, so yeah. much strategy to that game where if it were like an action rpg or some other combat system you just wouldn't have that so turn based rpgs just rock for how much how much depth and like how much i guess how much strategic depth there is that you can't get with anything else for sure for sure um did you have um like a favorite like combination of characters that were like your starting party for the battle system i know for my first ever playthrough for the longest time i always i always rocked Orin, titus and lulu like i <laughs> i always had that because obviously like Orin just hits so fucking hard like he, yeah and then titus he so just cast haste on everybody like immediately and then everybody gets like three turns and then lulu yeah. just just blast, you know, Blizzaga after Blizzaga after Blizzaga, and then that's that's the end. Here's your AP. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally my starting three as well. I think eventually when Kamari got piercing, I'd probably switch Kamari out in case you know, if if it was an enemy that who I hadn't done the Lancet ability on and I didn't have like the, the special ability, I'd I bring in Kamari first. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much rocked those three for the most part. And, unless yeah. unless there was a flying enemy and be like, Okay, cool, let's switch to Walker real quick, deal with the flyer, and then get Oren or Lulu back in. But yeah, man, I, I rocked those three pretty heavily myself. And especially when Lulu starts to learn some white magic spells too. Yes. Like, I there were there were sometimes like again, my first playthrough, I just I never used my Aeons because I would always have the dream the three the three amigos right up there in front. So I'd never use my Aeons and they'd just be super duper under level by the time I got to to see more flux and oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh it's just so great <laughs> so we we were talking a little bit a couple minutes ago about some of the cheesiness I do think there is a level of cheesiness just overall in this game like Dude, do you remember sure. do you remember in Guado Salam there is a a Macarena joke <laughs> oh I didn't know that yeah, so when you're, that. when you're at Guado Salam and they're like, yeah, we have to go to the temple at Makalania, Lulu says this, and Titus is like, the Macarena temple? And it's like, <laughs> no, my gosh. <laughs> Tell me you're in 2001 without telling me you're in 2001. Um, but uh, one of the main gripes that I hear people talk about this game as far as like voice acting goes is the the laughing scene right before yep. you right before mm -hmm. you hit Meehan High Road. Yep. I have my thoughts on that scene. Yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on the laughing scene? I mean, yeah, it's definitely cheesy, but it, it was kind of meant to be cheesy because what was it? He was he was trying to help you. He was trying to teach Yuna how to loosen up a little because she's always just so like, oh, help the people, summoner's plight. But no, yeah. he, he's just like, hey, <laughs> laugh like this. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, dude, like, that's my thoughts exactly. Like, literally, there's no um, other way it could have been done. It needed to be cheesy. There's literally no other yes. way he could have done it. 
it's it's meant to be cheesy it's meant God. to be cringy like it's like you said he's teaching her how to just be like hey um you know just try try your best to think of some of the positives here and just you know l- laugh it away kind of a thing <laughs> and um that's that's just what it is it's it's intentional it's intentionally exactly. cheesy because at this point Titus in the story doesn't have the full knowledge of what a pilgrimage is and what yeah. happens to a summoner at the end of said pilgrimage. He doesn't find that out until you go to home later on. And which is another great scene when he finds out, man, that is emotionally like yeah. jarring, but it's also it's, a little bit yeah. of a dick move for everybody else involved because everybody knows, but him, <laughs> it's like <laughs> at no point along this journey, did you guys be like, Hey, by the way, you probably shouldn't keep telling Yuna like, "Hey, when this is over, we're gonna go to Xanarkin." It's like, <laughs> and then you cue the uh, the curb curb your enthusiasm thing, where it's yeah, and then like, um, you're telling it... me that like Lulu wouldn't have just been like, uh, "Hey, hey, 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 Titus, c- come here for a sec," or yeah. Waka be like, "Hey, brother, <laughs> come here for a sec." You know, it's like, no one was like, "Hey, sidebar, real quick," like, fucking cool it. Titus or Titus, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've always said Titus. It's what it is. It's why, like, why? Why also don't they ever say his name in the game? I've never like everybody else. Like every other game, you know, they'll say like like Cloud in Seven. They'll say why don't they say Titus? I want to know how you say it. Is it Titus or Titus? God damn it! I've always said Titus. I've heard a bunch of people say Titus, but I also remember reading somewhere, and I, I this may have been like a Reddit or subreddit thing, but they intentionally didn't name him because they they wanted the character to to be able to name them whatever they wanted. Like that makes sense, you yeah. know, to kind of like have that that kind of mesh between you as the character and and the player type of deal. I don't yeah, know how true you were talking that, about before. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how true that is. Again, that was like a, a Reddit thing that I that I remember reading. That sounds um, correct. We'll, we'll go with it. We'll roll with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll roll with that. Sounds Oops. sounds good enough for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I man, I just I can't get enough of this game. I absolutely just thoroughly enjoy it. The I love the different like map sections. Do you have a favorite area of the game that you remember, like Calmlands or Mount Gagazet, anything like that? Um, oh, what was it? Bas- I guess Besaid Beach for sure, because yeah. the little theme song for Besaid Beach, I, I have it saved on every playlist because it's so just, it's just so tranquil. And yeah. oh my god, dude, and um. And yeah, I guess that mountain too, for sure. Cause, uh, what was it? You're, you're climbing all the way up that. And that, and that was before Sanderkind, wasn't it? Yeah. Or it was really close. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that, yeah. Sanderkind's after. Yep. That, that's the right one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Mount Gagazet for sure. Yeah. Mount Gagazet's awesome. Cause that's, that's right off the calm lands. Yeah. I love, um, Besaid village as well. Like you said, man, I'm so glad you brought up that theme song because that's one of my favorites. Too. It's the best. The, oh my god, we, man! We haven't even talked about this too. Let's talk about the music. Yeah, if you can listen, <laughs> if you can listen to to Into Xanarkin and not shed a tear, you are mm. more manly than I will ever be because that is some of the saddest yet sweetest music you will ever hear. <laughs> that oh piano gosh. intro is amazing, bro! It is so good. 
The then, music in this game is amazing. What are your that, thoughts on it, man? I love it too, dude. That battle theme is just so sick too. Like I, I yeah. there are some times where I'll just be cruising through, you know, like just like a city level for whatever reason. I'll be like, I kind of really just want to go back into a battle because I want to hear that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my yeah, God. man. Um, and then, uh, oh, what was it? What's the first Blitzball city you go to? Uh, Luca. Uh, Luca, yeah, that that one had a really really good track too. They're, I mean, they're all really really good. Honestly, there's not yeah. a single bad track on there, except for maybe like the 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 crunchy guitar riff song. I don't really care for that one. The Hey Who Farted song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I don't know if they got like uh, the the lead singer from Corn, but there's like <laughs> there's actual lyrics and it's like really um, deep throat like rock like it's, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. it's like that type of shit and it's He's like trying way too hard. Yeah, it doesn't fit what the rest of the game has done. It's so mm-hmm. out of place. It's, it would, it's so it would have been all right maybe without the lyrics because it like it starts off like dun 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 like it, it yeah. might have been fine right there. But then he goes like, burr, burr. it sounds burr. like a yeah. like a really raspy bullfrog, and it's not good. <laughs> that's <laughs> just something I don't like. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's probably the only song on the soundtrack that I could I could like really do without. But really, the rest of the music is absolutely solid. It's so mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, so I I really do like Besaid. I also kind of weirdly enough, I like the whole area in Mushroom Rock, like leading up to oh, I forgot Operation Rock. Yeah, Operation like Meehen. Uh, I just that's right. Yeah. I just like the whole mountains and like all, all of that vibe. I think it's very well, well done. And I think it looks very pretty. Like I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think it looks cool. And at the, the cool. music there is also really fun too. So yeah, was, man, I, I love I, mushroom rock. What was, what was, I, I forget a lot of the names. I've only played through it like maybe three times or so. Um, what was, what was the area you go through where you fight the chocobo eater? I forget what that was. Oh yeah, Mehen High Road. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that one, that one is also really really good too. I, I, I that one just popped into my head as well too. Yeah, dude. But you just brought it, so yeah, Chocobo Eater. That's another great example of the the different parts of the battle system because that mm-hmm. fight can end one of one of two ways. You can <laughs> knock him off the edge of the cliff that you're fighting on, or he freaking grabs you. Like yep. it is. <laughs> but you, you, man, it is just so much fun. Like each fight is a, just a different thing. I know we we talked about it already, but that Chocobo Eater fight's pretty badass. I it love is, it. It is, yeah, dude. It's it's your first like really big test in the game. Um, I think one of my other favorite boss fights. Um, I know we're kind of like a squirrel on meth. We're just all over the place, but it's totally fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one of my other favorite boss fights is when you're leaving Makalania Temple and you fight the Yeti. With, oh, the, with the Guados. That Yeti yeah, fight. On those little is, snowmobiles and shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, man. That's a hard fight because you got to dispel the Guados and yeah. then you got to you gotta fight the Yeti, but you can't do it when his arms are down. You have to wait till his arms are <laughs> like it's. Oh my God, man. It's it's so fun how each battle is just so different. It really is. I, yeah. Play the game, people. That's all I can say. Just play the really? damn game. <laughs> at, this, at this point, at, uh, at this point in time, you could probably get it for like maybe twenty bucks on Amazon for either Switch or PS4. So why not? It's twenty yeah, bucks. Well, yeah, I mean, you. Hopefully, Aaron and I have done enough, uh, a good enough job in describing just anything 
and everything about this game that we love <laughs> and really my complaints <laughs> about it are minor at, at best same um, so um let's see what else is there to talk about we have done damn near everything in the game um oh my only complaint is that there's no sure there's no card game i'm a sucker oh, yeah for, <laughs> i'm a sucker well, for card games yeah, especially because nine is your favorite, right? I like the card yeah, game in nine. Um, although it's it's a little more like RN, RN Jesus in that game. It's a little bit more <laughs> randomized. Yeah, <laughs> because for sure. In, in in eight, it's very I think it's very well done. It's, it's probably best the best iteration of it is in eight. But I love the card game in nine. I played a shit ton of that. Yeah, there isn't really a mini game outside of Blitzball in this. Yep. So yeah, I can I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It just it definitely has I mean People talk. People really praise Seven for having some of the best characters, and that's fine. But I feel like in Ten, the whole cast like they have such complex personalities and like character quirks and ideals, and that one's just hard to beat. I mean, not to bring up, not not to shit all over Final Fantasy Seven yet again, but like there's a lot of characters that they just kind of like dump on you. They'll be like, "Here's old man Sid," plop. Like yeah, here's here's fucking Kate Sith, <laughs> but yep. like in Final Fantasy X, like each character, like we said, has a purpose. But yeah, they have they have such complex, like deep personalities and character traits, dude. It's just so great. And I love that. Like, yeah, I dude, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, so my my regular co-hosts Kevin and Andrew are way bigger fans of Final Fantasy VII than I am. Yep. Um, and and one of the things that I fall back onto is just I played that game much later than they did like they played it upon release I played it f four almost five years after it released and it just it aged very poorly in those four or five years and then literally like I said at the beginning of the episode I went from that and played Final Fantasy 10 and 10 I mean th this this game just blew me away 10 did I didn't have a strong of a connection with 7 um and, and I don't know why. Part of it was, I, as a 13, 14-year-old kid, I just kind of found the story very convoluted. I didn't mm -hmm. think Sephiroth was all that great, <laughs> in my opinion. Sorry, yeah. don't hate me. Don't at no, me. No, it's fine. It's just, You've heard um, me shit all over Final Fantasy VII for like the last 10 minutes. That's yeah. all good. But um, I I will say, though, having played Seven Remake, I feel like they did a better job with those core characters being Cloud... Aerith, Tifa, and Barrett mm. really fleshing them out in a way that seemed more human and believable. Like That's, for me. Yeah. Like I, I I think they're they're it's better done in that game. Which I mean came out twenty years after the original game and they had, you know, it's newer hardware, newer systems, and, and they were able to do a lot more with it. So um but I'm I'm saying that to say that this game did it first for me. Like, yeah, like you said, those char each character has a purpose. Each character has their own complexities and they, they feel real. They feel realized. And I feel like each character has their own arc and each thing about them that makes them tick oh, yeah. good or bad. Um, and it's not just them. It's not the core. It's not just the core character. Seymour's that way. Um, and uh, God, what's uh, what's his name? Yeah, um, oh god, I'm blanking on the guy's name. 
Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, like all of the all of the um, the maesters kind of all have their oh, own text, and then, yeah. and then when you find out what their what their um, what their secret is, and I won't. We've we've already done enough spoilers, but I won't yeah. give away what their secret is. But like all of those all of those guys have their own quirks too, and they all they all play into one another, and it's so well done. Yeah, I, I just love the character work in this game because I feel like by the time you get to the end, everything is kind of resolved in a way. And I, I think it puts a nice, just pretty bow on everything. That's just my opinion. No, <laughs> I, yeah. I feel, I feel like everything kind of gets summed up in a way you're like, damn, this this makes sense. Um, except for what happens with Titus. And you're like, well, shit, what, what happens to my guy? I've just spent like 80 <laughs> hours with this dude. My boy. And then, uh, and you know that—that's what became, you know, that's literally what Ten Two is all about—is trying to find Titus. <laughs> <Didn't, laughs> so. Wasn't the same thing also the same with with Orin? He was also a dream of the faith, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yep. Right. Well, he was what they called in the game an unsent. So oh, you that's, realize that, that's right. Yes, you God realize at the end of the game that this whole time, when Orin is with you in Xanarkin from the beginning of the game. Oren's been dead this whole time. Yep. And he was unsent, meaning he his soul did not technically leave his body or go to what they call the far plane, which is like where your soul, you know, lives after you die. So the whole time he's just walking dead guy. <laughs> but he's so <laughs> badass and it's awesome. It's so cool. There's also um, there's also a pretty pretty unreal amount of lore to that whole world as well to like the whole world of Spira. There's just so much lore to um, not just like the maesters, but past summoners. Like they delve a lot onto like past summoners and what summoners have done in the past. And, and then the whole thing with, with you, Yevin and the Albed and all that stuff. There's just so yeah, much depth to the world of Spira more yeah, so it's... than there is in, in other game worlds. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, for a hallway simulator, they really made a, leave, a living, breathing world. And they filled it in with, like, lore, like you said, and characters that help flesh all of that out. Like, there's a character that you run into a few times throughout the game called Machen, the old, like, historian guy. Oh, yeah. Do you remember him? I just, I remember his voice to me is iconic. But, like, when you run into him, he's like... Would you like to hear the history of Spira? <laughs> like he just has <laughs> this he, like He was at the travel agency, wasn't he? I feel like No, so the guy at the right. travel agency is Rin. He's the Albed guy who you can get a couple primers from. But oh. he's an Albed, yeah. Okay. And he then, sounds but, more robotic though, like I am Rin and I am the travel agency's that's right. owner. Like <laughs> he's, he's, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I mean, I forget too. There was there was that little ghost kid that always popped up. I forget what his purpose was, but that was also. So that that little kid is the faith of Bahamut. Oh my gosh! Yes, that's right. Yeah, God and like he po- he pops up at the beginning. Like yeah. you can't, or like what does he say? Like uh, because because the fans at the beginning of the game were asking Titus for his autograph, and he's like, yeah, maybe later tonight. And the little kid's like, but you can't tonight. And you're like. Okay, well, where the hell did you come from, and what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> he come to find out that that little kid's one of the dreamers who's keeping this this dream of yeah, Xanderkind alive. Um, yeah, dude, we I know too much about this game. It's so good, <laughs> though. It's so good. Um, I guess just real quick, as we're kind of sort of going to 
come to a close here. Did you play Final Fantasy X-2? And if you did, like, what are some of your like overall thoughts on that if you played it? Well, yeah, I've played it. I've never beat it before. I've played it, and I, I enjoy it. I think it's fine. It's not... Pe- people, I guess, probably shit on it because... It's just another spinoff, and it's not like another Final Fantasy X, but no, it's fun. I like the little gunslinger class where you tap like R1 to shoot the gun, and yeah, all the different little class sphere, um, dress spheres and shit like that. Like, yeah, that was cool. And Pain. Yeah, the, the dress Pain's spheres are awesome. cool. Pain's cool. I mean, she's basically a, a carbon copy of Lulu, pretty yeah. much. She's just a, a, a goth <laughs> chick, but this time she's got a sword. Um, But yeah, I, I enjoyed Final Fantasy X too. what I played of it. Um, I did beat it originally on the PlayStation two. Like I got the perfect ending where you, you bring Titus uh, back. Yeah. You bring Titus back. You got it. Uh, but you got to get like a perfect hundred percent for that. Um, mm, which takes yeah. some time. It is. Bad. I, I, so I know you're a little bit younger than me, but do you remember the Brady game guides? Like the actual oh like physical God, copy yes. of like, yeah. so I had that I bought final fantasy 10 two with the Brady game guide and it showed me how to get the hundred percent. Like there is some dude, it's side quest galore in that damn game, but it was worth it just to see them get reunited. So I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's, yeah. that's fun. I'm, I'm fine <laughs> with that. So right on, man. Um, all right, man, anything else you want to talk about for final fantasy 10 as we kind of come to a close here? I'm pretty sure we covered everything else I had. I feel like we have. We've been talking about this game for almost an hour. <laughs> Let me check my, my thing really fast. Um, yeah, man. And anything on your on your list? Grid. No, that's it. <laughs> that's all right I on. had. Right on, man. Well, Aaron, dude, I can't thank you enough for coming and joining me in the lounge tonight. This has been fun talking about literally one of my favorite games <laughs> of all time. So it was great to have you here, brother. Hell yeah, man. It is it's definitely my second favorite Final Fantasy game for sure. Nothing will ever top nine for me, but 10 it comes pretty damn close. Right on, man. Right on. Um, so where can people find Superpod Saga? And we'll just end here by you telling us a little bit about your show and what you and Tommy do. Yeah, so I mean, we're on uh, Anchor and, and Spotify and all that, but uh, if, um, there's a, we just recently got a new website from podpage.com. Super easy. Uh, the, the link is just it's too long to describe so check the bio on our instagram twitter facebook whatever um yeah we're whatever podcast platform you prefer we should be on it right on man um do you want to give us a little explanation of what you and tommy do for your episodes yeah so so each each week tommy and i will take turns picking a certain video game topic so it'll be like like we've done like video game endings uh, our favorite sidekicks and companions and stuff like that and um, each episode, we also take turns making up a different sponsor for the episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we also have descriptions of those on our website as well, too. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then we'll both go on tangents about games that haven't been remastered or remade yet as well, too. And so I, I will say, honestly, I've listened to a couple episodes that you guys have done. And I went through the Sega one recently and <laughs> I was thoroughly thoroughly impressed that was very well done because as, oh, as an you. older guy and someone who spent a lot of time on sega dude i was man i was like dude this shit's my jam this is so <laughs> good it was so much fun man um awesome. so yeah definitely recommend super pod saga i will have a link to their stuff in the show description so aaron thank you again my friend for being on the show it was a lot of fun and uh maybe we can do this again sometime yeah hell yeah i'm always a click away let me know for sure 
Hell yeah, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Appreciate you. Love you. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Love you, bye.